This is a podcast from Minute Media. It's opening day, damn it. The Baseball Insider starts right now. Bird, I gotta tell you, I'm playing Herd here. Opening day is here. Good to see you, buddy, by the way. Good to see you, too. Always. I've got a wart on the middle of my right foot on the bottom side, so it hurts to walk, Bert. i got to get it removed. That's how I'm starting my opening day. You got any warts? Can we be in this together? Uh, I do not have any warts, but uh, I guess, are you going to start the season on the IL or what? I'm not sure. I don't, I don't think so. I, I, you know, unlike uh, those who have missed time for lifting luggage and whatnot, I'm just going to plow through. I cut it off and let's go. Tape that thing up, and I, I'm ready to walk out on uh, guaranteed rate field and, and do this damn thing. Yeah, because I remember when I first joined Fanside, the first thing I heard about you is that you had grit. So that confirms the oh, card. So, thank you. Thank you very much. There you go. So, so it's going to look different, everybody, as we start the season. Huge news in the world of baseball. Uh, pitchers and catchers, they will not have to give the signs like we have seen. There is a pad and there's buttons and it goes on your wrist of the gloved hand. So a catcher can signal pitches, pitch type, and location directly to the pitcher through a listening device. I don't understand any of that other than the fact that they're wearing something. We don't need to see one for the fastball, two for the curveball, three for the slider, four mm. for the change, or however, you know, whatever their numbers were, and and sequencing and all that. They can just do it in secrecy. And apparently the, the players like this, Bert. Like, to me, it sounded like, Kind of a little over the top, like now I got to figure out a device and, and it's going to slow the game down. But apparently it makes the game faster, supposedly. And pitchers and catchers and players are liking it. This is a big I think this is a big deal. It is a huge deal. And it's like it's finally progress in terms of like the technology aspect between the pitchers and the catchers here. Um, and like as you said, the players do like it. I've talked to some pitchers. I've even talked to some catchers who have both said that it's a lot easier to use than they thought and that they thought they could end up using it seamlessly in the games. And you mentioned the, the pace of play aspect. It's going to improve the pace of play. And it's also going to take out any kind of like nervousness or paranoia about other teams stealing science because, I mean, look at what the Astros did all those years ago. Um, and it's going to take that aspect out of the game. And, like, it's actually going to – like, it's – no team is going to end up being able to like have that kind of advantage unless they hack into that hack into that technology. Which, man, oh boy, sorry, I got slipping my eyeball. Uh oh. By the oh. way, Bird is on uh, on breaking news watch today, so there could be something interesting happening here. He hasn't told me what it is. I know nothing. Mm-hmm. Can you no. give me a hint before you finish this up? Any hints? A lot of money. A lot of money. A lot of money. And this is a free agent that hasn't signed? Could be. Could not be. I don't know. Might be an extension? Could be. It's not a trade. Could be. Could be a trade, too. But you said a lot of money. That would not add up to a trade. I think I got you cornered on that one, Bert. Well, what happens if it's a big money contract being traded? Big money contract being traded. Good, 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 good job throwing that as a variable. All right, back to back to who you're talking to as far as Players, pitchers, catchers, managers, anybody with the new technology. Yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of these people being glad they don't have to worry about being paranoid about another Astros incident. 
like like being played out again because like that ever since then like the Astros weren't the only team that were the stealing signs like I that's something you hear throughout a lot of different baseball people like I remember when I was covering the Brewers for the Athletic um, and there was humble brag of, like the, I, I was told definitively by people like even on the record that they were worried about the Dodgers stealing their signs during the postseason. Um, so wow. like, yeah, it's uh, yeah, that's good for baseball is what it is. Carm. Well here, like one of the things that I'm reading is about, well, now with a guy on second base, I don't have to worry about uh, signs getting stolen, but like part of a guy on second base is where the catcher is setting up. So if he's setting up on the outside part of the plate, the dude might take a step back towards the bag to key in the hitter that dude the pitch is coming outside. Uh, I mean, our catcher is not going to set up in the, in the location of the technologically called fastball slider curve. I mean, I, I still think you can give location, right? I, I mean, I would think so. I mean, unless they end up moving at the last second, but it's all these teams, like it all comes down to that paranoia again, but like that one seems pretty small to me. Cause like, that's, I mean, you look down and then you look back up and the ball's going to be halfway to you and you're not going to be able to react in time. Um, so I, I mean, I don't think the catchers have anything to worry about there, but then again, baseball is filled with paranoia. It wouldn't, that wouldn't shock me one bit. All right. Okay. I, I mean, I'm looking forward to this whole thing unfolding and seeing it, I guess, so I can just settle into new baseball, but there is part of me that's going to miss the one, two, three, four, the, you know, they, they they were so good right. at it, Bert. Yeah. Know, I mean, you know, like, I don't know how they do it. Cause like, I remember practicing in the backyard when I was a kid and it's just like, how do they move their fingers that fast? And like, actually know what the heck they're talking about. Right. And what's the indicator and how they did it and, and this, that, and then all of a sudden you lean out this way. I mean, it's like it's a skill back there. Now we're just, now we're just hitting buttons. It's kind of like, as a kid, you know, I had the times tables. I knew it. Six times three, 18, boom, like nine times seven, 63. You know, we did math on the show a couple weeks ago. But nowadays, calculator, phone, hey, phone, hey, Siri, what is nine times seven? And then Siri's just going to somehow tell me uh, what nine times seven is if my phone was working properly, which it isn't. But, you know, uh, so this, this is like there's a skill set that, that, that I don't know. I'm going to miss it a little bit, Bert. But I guess good job on baseball for – figuring out something that the players like, and hopefully it'll make the game go faster. I'm a little bit uh, skeptical of that. Uh, we're going to make our uh, predictions in the divisions coming up here in a second, but uh, big news from Cleveland, five-year, $124 million contract. This is not Burt's breaking news uh, with Jose Ramirez getting the first $100 million contract from the Cleveland Guardians in the history of the franchise. There are now... Five teams, one, two, three, four teams. I'm sorry, they were the fifth. There are four teams that have never signed a player to over 100 million. Uh, before you tell me your thoughts on Ramirez staying with the Indians, can you name the four teams, Bert? Are you that good? So, by the way, it's the Guardians, Carm. Yeah, the Guardians. I said the Guardians multiple times. Sorry, on the back end, I, 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 I Indian them. Guardians. Got you, Guardians. My bad. Love you, Cleveland. I know the Pirates are one of them. Pirates are one. That is correct. Uh, Baltimore. Baltimore is not one of them. Hmm. Think look, about the I'm team that's been dumping every player. Uh, oh, geez. The A's are one. Think uh, about another team that uh, used to have the cheapest owner of all time and actually kind of still does, but did win a World Series in the last decade. Wait. They were in two World Series. They won the second year. 
Why can I not think of it? Uh, because you're a normal human being that and we just we can't remember what we had for lunch yesterday. That would be the Royals. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know why. I was thinking that Zach Greinke got a big deal with them, but I don't think he did. No, no, he didn't. He most definitely did not. And then there's the other team is kind of an interesting name. They've been linked to huge contracts with uh, um, uh, Manny Machado was the biggest one. Didn't get him. Ends up going to the Padres. Uh, this team sort of feels off that they're on this list, but they're on the list. And that would be the Chicago White Sox, uh, who have never that had shocked a me. Yeah. The Chicago White Sox have never had a $100 million player. They're probably going to end up having one in Lucas Giolito, but uh, we get to the White Sox in a little bit here. Uh, Ramirez is the last player, uh, Bert, mm-hmm. from the World Series uh, Cleveland Guardians slash Indians. Is the only position player left from that pennant-winning team, which, of course, I believe they lost to the Cubs in seven games after leading the series three games to one, and I might have been in the building. Um, oh, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, listen, they, they love the guy, going to hit in the middle of the order. Cleveland's an interesting part. Are you picking the Indians to do anything in the AL Central for the record? No. <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, I was texting with Patrick Allen this morning, even yesterday or last night, um, just about Cleveland. And he said it's good that they finally ended up extending Ramirez and keeping one of their homegrown stars. But the fact that they have not surrounded him with many good pieces at all, or I can even say any besides Shane Bieber, um, like that's really unfortunate because like that's he's the best third baseman in baseball, in my opinion. And the fact that they have not done anything to like maximize his prime window um, is bad, uh, really bad. Like, like that should not happen. Um, yeah, uh, to me, they're, they're not a contender, like not even remotely close. So would you call then let's let's get into our divisions here, Bert. Would you call the White Sox the biggest lock to win any of the divisions? Yes. I, I don't even hesitate with that one. I, I think it's their division to win. And it's if they don't win, then something has gone horribly, horribly, horribly wrong. And then they'll be looking for a new GM and manager. Well, things are going slightly horribly wrong for the White Sox right now. I mean, they they're they lost their opening day starter, although it was never named, but uh, people thought that Lance Lynn was going to get that, whatever, top of the rotation guy. He's got a knee injury, going to be out at least a month, probably going to be two months. Uh, they lost Garrett Crochet, their left-handed fireballer out of the bullpen, Tommy John surgery, so he's out for the year. Uh, neither of those were good developments right before the season. They're going out and signing Johnny Cueto, uh, taking a flyer on him who hasn't been good for about five years. So I don't know. Should White Sox fans be optimistic about Cueto's ability to do anything still, Bert? I don't think he'll end up being the guy that he was with the Giants or even the Reds or anything like that, but he provides something that they really need right now, and that's a veteran starting pitcher who can pitch meaningful innings. Um, and his contract is, what, $4 million if he ends up like maxing out, which, I mean, that's nothing. That's basically what they end up paying Vince Velasquez. Um, but he was – like Cueto, in the end, he was deciding between the White Sox and I believe the Mets – And he ended up choosing the White Sox because they obviously had that need in the rotation. He's familiar with Ethan Katz, their pitching coach, who's highly regarded in in league circles. Uh, And I saw something on Twitter the other day that they were surprised that Quaid ended up signing with the White Sox because of his his extensive history with Tony La Russa. Um, 
And like, it's not exactly been the most favorable, but from what I was told, those two have made amends. Um, they have a good relationship now. Um, and I believe, uh, let me see, I'm going to pull up a text real quick to see. Um, yeah. And see. by the way, Bert broke the Johnny Cueto to the White Sox at about what? 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, exactly. I was, I've been waiting for the text for like three hours and then I finally took out my contacts, laid in bed and then boom, got the text and I went to bed. It was awesome. So, um, but I mean, yeah, that's like most people 11 o'clock at night, they're like, you know, and, and then, and then, and then she came over and it was amazing. And then I went to sleep. Um, that's most people. I mean, me, I'm laying in bed looking for the I, I don't know. 11 o'clock at night. And by, by, I'm speaking, by the way, for 25 year olds here. Um, 11 o'clock at night, I took my contacts out. And the next thing you know, my phone's buzzing. And there it is. Cueto to the yeah. White Sox. And I put the tweet out and I closed my eyes. And then I woke up and then I saw I had a tweet notification from Mark Carmen. Yes. My day was yes. Yeah. Uh, right. I mean, I, I listen. I I found out about an hour and a half later. I wasn't on Twitter at that moment. And then I found out and I saw my guy Bert at 11 o'clock at night. Actually, I saw Passon's tweet first and he credited you. So I, I felt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. our guy, Carm. You get a take it out or what? No, listen, uh, we love Jeff Passon and, and I'm begging Jeff Passon to come on the show and I'm tweeting at Jeff Passon. He hasn't yet responded to me. Uh, no big deal. I, it's not like I didn't know him all the way back to 2009, uh, with, you know, in, in Kansas city, we like, it's not like we haven't done radio shows together. Um, all that type of stuff. But, uh, you know, I, at some point I think we will be able to get him on here. Um, all right. So white Sox in the AL central, any, what, do you have anything more? What was, what was the text you were just looking up about Larusa? Yeah. So he Cueto is good with Larusa because they made amends when Larusa tried to recruit him um, to the Diamondbacks. So, like they they've been good for quite a while now. So, do you do you know the story about that recruitment for those who don't know it? I don't. Okay, because yeah. I I mean I, I didn't I didn't realize there was beef there, but uh, let's just say that we don't need to go deep into it. Baseball insiders just telling you there was sure. beef. There's no longer beef, clearly, because uh, Cueto chose to become a Chicago White Sox and pitch in the rotation. Tony La Russa, by the way, has just been out there saying things like, hey, we don't need a right fielder. We don't need anything. You, by the way, you also called, Bert, you called A.J. Pollock, or at least you called Kimber going to the Dodgers. You nailed that trade, did you not? I did. I ended up getting a bunch of texts and tweets about that, saying like they saw the podcast and, um, and saw that I ended up calling it. And yeah, I'll tell you, like in that moment, like I actually thought that was a thing. Um, and then I got a text saying no. So I thought it was done or I thought it was just like dead. And then a week later it happened. So as first reported on the baseball insiders, Carm, look at us go. We're not doing a good job promoting this, this first reported stuff enough. You, what was the intel that you had at the time a week prior that, that Kimbrell and Pollock, that was going to be the deal. Uh, so I had known that, the White Sox were talking to some teams about Craig Kimbrell. Um, one of them I had heard was the Dodgers. Another one that I heard was Seattle, but that, that was not confirmed. Um, and I knew AJ Pollock was on the trade block. So I was piecing those two together when Pollock got scratched. Cause I had somebody with the Dodgers text me saying, Hey, Pollock just got scratched. I would check on that. Um, uh, is, it, is that it? That's not it. That's not it. I'll that tell you, a, everybody seems to text me when I'm waiting for a scoop, and it's that was, really annoying. 
That was lunch, huh? Right there. Yeah, uh, uh, serious talks with Chipotle. DoorDash is coming in. Okay, keep going. So you you were told by somebody in the Dodgers organization to check on Pollock getting scratched. Yep, and it turns out that he was just dealing with a minor little injury. Um, And I continue to, like, check on it. Uh, And then I ended up, like, I had to go back home for, like, an emergency uh, with the fam. Um, And I was unplugged. And then I was literally waiting. Like, this is going to sound just weird. Um, I was at a, I was at a funeral, uh, and I like looked at my phone and I saw the tweet from Mark Feinstein saying Campbell for Pollock. And I was just like, son of a bitch. Um, and uh, like all of a sudden I put my phone away and I felt like, and I look at it like afterwards and it was just like, everybody's saying you, you freaking called it. So, um, I like to stay humble with that one, but like, that was pretty freaking cool. Um, yeah, please, awesome. please don't stay humble. Humble is not good for the show. I want full boasting. And uh, well, the only time I boast is when I uh, when I talk about you. So okay, okay. Uh, Got to hype up the teammate here. You know, I, I I appreciate it. And uh, uh, by the way, condolences on the on the funeral that you were at. Uh, good job supporting, you, and uh, that uh, we don't need to get into that. But that was, you know, uh, I'll just say, Bert, uh, if you don't mind, a bird, you know, lost a friend of his. And, um, which is why we didn't pod last week, but, uh, Hey, in true bird <laughs> fashion at the funeral, the, the, <laughs> phone, the, the, the phone is not turned off. Uh, no, hey. I was getting looks in the funeral too. Like I have my dad next to me and he like looks at me as I'm like trying to text with some sources and he just laughs and like starts shaking his head. Like, like what happened to my boy is what he said to me afterwards. And just like, uh, you're committed to the game car. It's, well, uh, that's what my friend would have wanted, though. Right. You're, you're, that's what I'm saying. Your friend would have wanted you to be on yeah. your game. He would have, And he certainly would have been surprised, right? No, gosh, no. I would actually have been texting him saying, hey, the trade happened. So, uh, and a, yeah, so good stuff, Karin. We're, we're trying to scoop no matter where we're at. I'll tell yeah. you today, like, I'm excited for the one that I'm dropping later. Okay. Um, okay. Uh-huh. Well, in, in, in uh, hopefully many, many years when, um, when, when I, when I kick the can over here, uh, if, and we're still doing this podcast and or just dominating the world in another fashion uh, at my, at my particular funeral, you are free to tweet away and do all you got to do. So just I'm telling just, you, if I break a big one at your funeral and hopefully like 2090 or whatever. Yeah. Like that'll, uh, that'd yeah, be, huge. That'll be good stuff. I don't, I don't know if Twitter's still going to be around then. So I don't know where I'll post it. Yeah. Hopefully our YouTube page will be at a thousand subscribers by then. Uh, by the way, click f- subscribe to the YouTube page. We need you. We love you. It's, it's important. It's, 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 it's saves lives. Okay, fine. It doesn't, but you get the point. Uh, the Dodgers, the Dodgers did not win the NOS as we kind of meander through all of our, our division predictions here. They were one game back with 106 wins last year. Um, you picking the Dodgers this year, the Giants have had an interesting off season. Yeah. I, I feel like there's a lot of people sleeping on the, on the Giants again. And I think that is another mistake, but the Dodgers, like, how do you bet against them, Carm? I mean, they were stacked last year. I mean, obviously they lost Corey Seager. Um, well, they kept Chris Taylor. They kept Clayton Kershaw. They somehow added Freddie Freeman, um, like and Craig Kimbrell too. Like I would, I would expect him to be closer to the version he was with the Cubs and the White Sox, uh, just because like he was abysmal with the White Sox. Um, but yeah, I'm going pretty comfortably with the Dodgers, but not by as big of a margin as most people think. Interesting. And so you got you got the Giants too. 
followed by who? Padres. Padres. Okay. And yeah, then, uh, the last two. I mean, yeah, we can already rule them out on opening day. The fight, the fight, and Chris Bryant's are not going to be winning the NOS. Uh, interesting decision by my guy KB. Uh, we can go over to the Central. See, I, I think the Brewers might be the biggest lock. Um, I mean, Whoa. no, this what am I missing? I'm going to go with the Cardinals to win that division, Carm. Really? Why do you say that? Their whole pitching staff's banged up. Yeah, like that. That obviously is a huge concern. Um, I'm not going to even sugarcoat that one. Like Flaherty's hurt already, but Wainwright is Adam Wainwright. Steven Matz, like he fits that rotation perfectly. Um, and like he's a ground ball pitcher behind their elite infield defense. Um, they also have Dakota Hudson, who a lot of people around the league believe is a breakout candidate. Um, Jake Woodford's pretty good too. Uh, so like their pitching staff, like it's young, it's inexperienced, but there's talent there. Um, but you look at their offense, you have Arnado. You have Paul Goldschmidt and Tyler O'Neill, who I think is a very sneaky, like under the radar MVP candidate. Like that to me is the second best trio of hitters in the national league behind the Dodgers. Um, and then you end up supplementing that with uh, Harrison Bader, Dylan Carlson, who freaking good. Um, Albert Pujols, who's good against left-handers. Um, you also have Yachty, who's, uh, I mean, Tommy Edmond too is very good. Like they have a lot of really good pieces. And I feel like everybody is giving the Brewers just like they're automatically assuming they're going to win the division, which honestly, I don't think that's a bad bet, but the Cardinals scare me. Um, they have a lot of really nice pieces and wouldn't surprise me if they ended up pulling it out in the end. Well, if we go by the gambling world, the Brewers are at 90 and a lot of people have been the over. Uh, the Cardinals are at 86. So it's not exactly a huge spread as far as Vegas is concerned. Number one team in baseball, Dodgers 97 and a half, uh, followed by the Yankees, and then the Astros at 92. Why don't we do that, Burr? Let's let's jump around and, and go over to the old NL West now. Um, AL West? I'm sorry, the AL West. What did I say? I don't know. The AL West, Astros, uh, Mariners, A's, Angels, and Rangers was the order last year. That's going to change. Oakland's going to, I would think, be at the bottom. Um, they, they certainly should be. That would be an absolute disaster. Rangers had a busy offseason. Um, I would think the Angels will be improved too, but, I, but everyone's that seems like another lock that the Houston Astros are going to do it again. I would agree. And they, even though the Astros lost Carlos Correa, they're still going to be really good. I think the team that's going to disappoint the most this year is the Rangers. Um, I know they spent 500 plus million dollars just on Simeon and, and Corey Seager and added John Gray and some other pieces, but I think that team is destined to fail. Um, and I know, I think Chris Woodward, didn't he sign an extension with the Rangers pretty recently? Uh, uh, y- y- let me double check that. Uh, but I, that does, that definitely does sound right. Um, Chris Woodward. Yes, he in, indeed. Uh, no, 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 no. I don't see the extension, but, um, but anyways, I, I think if they end up like not doing well this year, he's going to end up being firmly on the hot seat. I don't think he, I don't know if he gets fired, but, um, like the, there's significant pressure on him entering this year. Cause like when you sign all those pieces, you need to win. Um, and I don't know if they have the pieces around that entire team to like actually pull that off. Um, so yeah, they, they, they scare me a lot. Yeah. I, I, 
I didn't love their offseason, and I, I don't I don't like it now, and I certainly don't like it long term either for the Rangers. Uh, I'm getting a little tired of the Astros, but uh, shout out to my guy Robert Ford, a huge baseball insiders listener who's been on the program, uh, radio play by play voice, just just living the dream down there, winning, uh, you know, just going to World Series, hanging out, uh, making deep runs. I, the Astros are are. I think we got a, a ways to go before that is over. But uh, also, you know, Bert, you you wanted to talk about Ryan Presley signing a two year extension uh, to be their closer, continue to be their closer. What what's I, this is the first thing you texted me that you wanted to talk about today? Why? Yeah, well, I was the one who reported that one last night. Um, so I mean, you always want to talk about the scoops that you get, and in this case, um, Presley, like, so in his first outing this spring, he ended up his fastball velocity was down three miles an hour. Um, and Astros Twitter freaked out and wondered if he was hurt um, or wondered if something was wrong. And this deal automatically proves like the Astros are very confident that Presley is healthy. And he took the physical yesterday uh, on Tuesday, passed with flying colors and signed a two-year deal worth 30 million guaranteed with a vesting option that can make it worth 42 million. Um, that makes him a top five highest paid reliever in baseball in terms of average annual value and gives him a deal that um, when compared to Kenley Jensen, who signed a one year for 15, I believe it was million dollar deal. Like that's a very strong contract. Um, And that was a terrific job by his agents over at the Ballinger group who um, were working pretty hard on finalizing that deal. Um, And lo and behold, they did. And, there was a lot of people who were genuinely really surprised that Presley was able to get elite relief or elite relief pitcher money. Um, but lo and behold, he ended up doing it and wouldn't surprise me. The Astros continue to try with extensions. Um, I'll leave it at that. Did, did your voice just crack and get emotional on the Astros and their extensions? I just, I, I you were like, did, yeah, did some- I, I- well, I mean, I guess very sentimental about it. But yeah, so, some, something's going on over there. How, how do you you wanted to compare this to uh, Kenley Jansen getting a one year, sixteen million dollar deal with the Braves? What this could mean for Josh Hader? He maybe try to tie all those together for us. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I mentioned the the uh, the Kenley Jansen thing before, um, but with Hader, I'll. So I texted somebody um, in the league yesterday, and I said. Presley getting two years for 30 must have Josh Hader salivating. And I got the eyeball emojis back in return. Um, and then I said, like, I joked around that the early estimate would be five years for 3 billion, just like just joking around. And the response was that might be light. And just like joking around, but like Hader is going to get freaking paid Carm. I mean, if, if, uh, if Presley's getting 15 million a year, what's Hader getting? Like it's it's not going to be from the Brewers. Like I don't see any chance they end up giving Hader that kind of contract, um, the one that he's going to end up warning. And I'm very curious where that eventual deal comes from because Hader is going to be a very, 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 very rich man when he becomes a free agent. He's playing on a one-year, $11 million deal this year. He's got one more year of arbitration, and then he's got uh, – he'll be a free agent in 2024. Brewers, of course, as we just talked about, picked to win the division. You think he lasts the season? I do. I, I think he lasts the season. Um, there's been Josh Hader trade rumors for the last few years. I've been one of the reporters who has been kind of feeling those. Um 
I think he lasts this year, but I would, I would think this is going to end up being his last full year um, with the Brewers. And they're going to try to end up getting the, as much value as they can in the off season, uh, just so they don't have to trade them at the deadline for um, a lesser package or even risk losing them as a free agent, and getting a trade or getting a, a draft pick in return. Okay. All right. Uh, there won't be a lack, a lot of, a lack of suitors for, for, for Josh Hader. That is for absolute certain. All right. So let's go. Where should we go next here? We've, we've done the central. We've done the West. Let's go to the AL East. The land of the Yankees are favored. I like, I like doing win totals here, so let's just throw them out there. Uh, the Yankees are first at 92, according to Vegas. They are followed by the Rays at 89 and a half. The Red Sox at 86. And then we got to move on down the line before we, where is Toronto? Uh, I must've missed the Blue Jays. Did I miss the Blue Jays? Oh, Toronto's 91. My bad. Okay, Yankees 92, Toronto 91. Excuse me. So between those two, Bert, I'm assuming you're picking between those two or, or are you going off the board? I'm going Toronto to win that division. I think the Yankees that you said 92. Yep. That I would smash the under. Um, I don't think they're going to be that good this year. Um, I would have the Rays at number two, Boston at number three, um, and then the Yankees at number four, which, yeah. And then, I mean. What don't you like about New York outside of their pitching? Well, their pitching, I did not, I did not like their offseason strategy with, not pursuing one of the top free agent shortstops. I thought that was a mistake by them. And then they had money available as evidenced by the trade they made with the twins and they chose to use it on Josh Donaldson. Um, Yeah, that was bizarre. I remember just, I I remember getting that tweet notification. I just whistled. I don't know what's up with my voice today, Carm. You're doing great. I love you. Well, I love you too. But uh, I remember getting that tweet notification from passing saying that Donaldson got traded to the Yankees for Gary Sanchez. Um, and then Isaiah, Isaiah Kiner Falefa went over to the, to the Yankees as well. And just being really, 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 really confused. Like, I mean, Donaldson, good player in the past, but he comes with a lot of injury concerns. Um, and he's obviously got beef with Garrett Cole. Like, I was not a fan of that move. And I thought that was just like, making a move to make a move. And I actually like that trade for the twins because one, it freed up room payroll. They signed Carlos Correa. They got Gary Sanchez, who I think really needed a change of scenery and getting out of New York. So trade made a lot of sense for the twins. The Yankees, not so much. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to slide over to the AL East uh, NL East. Jeez Louise. Uh, Braves, 89 Mets, 87 Phillies, 86 and a half, bang, 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 all, all next to each other. Uh, so it should be, if you listen to Vegas, which maybe I'm a little too Vegasy today, um, and I shouldn't even say Vegas because it's not Vegas anymore. It's literally worldwide. But, uh, look, everyone's everyone in the, in the NL East has had a very busy offseason. Phillies have, you know, it's, it's been a regroup, reload, and uh, – Let's let's get ready for Bear here. I, the Mets were maybe the most busy, but uh, you know people were trying to keep up. Atlanta, no Freeman, but hey, uh, all right, you know Matt Olson. That that was that was an interesting moment in time. Who do you like here, Bert? Braves, and I know they lost 
uh, Freddie Freeman. Uh, but Matt Olson was a freaking good consolation prize. Um, and I've talked to some scouts who think he's like a sneaky candidate to lead the league in home runs. So if you're trying to like bet on something, I mean, maybe, maybe do Matt Olson. Uh, I figure, I don't know what his odds are for leading the league in home runs, but like that'd be one. I think their pitching staff is good. Um, I like their bullpen is ridiculous. I know Luke Jackson is going to miss a year with, uh, with a torn UCL, but, um, at least he's expected to, I don't know if that's official or anything. Um, but like that team to me is primed to be very, very good again. And Austin Riley, that guy is another one that's going to be prime in the MVP conversation. Like he is a cornerstone player for them. Um, I actually thought they might try to extend him, but from all indications I've gotten, at least in like recent weeks, like that was not something they were doing. So who, what other extensions are you expecting? If any, um, without giving your breaking news thing, I, I know there's been some talks about some pretty like serious ones behind the scenes. Um, oh, is that like, right? Yeah, indeed. So guys uh, that I've heard of, I, I'm assuming. Indeed. Like key Brian Hayes is one I'm watching. Okay. Uh, okay. Kyle Tucker with the Astros. Okay. Uh, I don't think that one's going to happen though. Um, Trey Turner is not going to happen. There's been no talks there. Uh-huh. Uh, the Bre- I, I was thinking the Brewers might end up trying to make a move. Um, and the fact that um, like they have Hader, they have Brandon Woodruff, they have Corbin Burns, they have William Thomas. But from all indications I've gotten, nothing going on there. So, um, no, no extension coming for Wilson Contreras. I don't believe so. When does he get traded? Good question. I would say not going to be before the season. Obviously, uh, not enough time for that. Um, <laughs> I let me just say this: I love when I get a good question from you. It's like that level of validation. I don't get that anywhere else in my life. When you say a good question to me on the Baseball Insiders, it really makes me feel good. There we go. Good observation, Carm. There we go. That's, Thank, that's you. What I hear. Thank you. Thank you. But, Thank you. But uh, I'll say, if the Cubs are out of contention. Um, at the trade deadline this year, there is going to be a, a real shot he's traded. Just for the record, the Cubs win total started at 73, and I think they've bought it up to 75 uh, because the NL Central blows. At least that's yeah. how people are looking at it. So, I mean, what does that put them at, 77 and 85? Yeah, yeah. There's a, so there's a 77 and 85 momentum, which yeah. would be uh, – All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Who's winning the World Series, Bert? Give me your prediction or, or give me your teams in there. Um, I'm going to sound pretty basic with this first one. I'm going to go with the Dodgers. Uh-huh. Um, I think they're going to end up winning it all. In terms of who represents the American League, this is one that I've been torn about because, like, I don't think it's going to be the Astros. Um, I don't think it's going to be the White Sox. I don't think it's going to be – um, the Yankees. I don't think it's going to be the Red Sox. So I'm going to go with Dodgers and Blue Jays, Carm. Okay. How about you? What are you going with? Fair take. Uh, you know, Bert, can I reserve the right to watch one week of baseball before I make it? Or is that rude? I think that's rude. I got to make a call. Yeah. Um, Damn it. All right. Listen, <laughs> uh, I'm going to be a homer right now and because it would be the best for me. Oh, and no, 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 no. I'm going, I'm taking the Chicago White Sox to 
Um, get Lance Lynn back about May the 26th. And for Lucas Giolito, after his conversation with Jerry Reinsdorf, when that arbitration hearing uh, was, or that whole arbitration process is what I meant to say, was bizarre as hell. And the White Sox holding up Lucas over 50K. But uh, those two got together. Uh, getting A.J. Pollock for Craig Kimbrell was a great job by Rick Hahn, solidifying the outfield. And, uh, hey, you got Luis Robert for a full season, under-the-radar MVP candidate out there in, in center field, perhaps, if he puts it all together. Eloy hitting 30, 40 bombs, playing a full season out in left slash DHing. One more year, one more spin around the sun for Jose Abreu. The Chicago White Sox making amends for their pathetic playoff performance last year. Uh, where they were only able to win one game against the Astros and were just completely outclassed in the series. The White Sox learned their lesson, and they upset the Milwaukee Brewers. And that's uh, That wouldn't be an upset. Uh, God, I just got a great look from – I don't want to say the Dodgers, man. It makes me uh, – like, I, I can't stand – the, the 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 machine that is the Dodgers, but I'll but I'll say it. The, the the White Sox upset the Dodgers to win the World Series, and they hit and and Abreu it's a two run home run off a of Craig Kimbrell to win it. Okay, okay. If that exact scenario happens, Carm, I will eat a piece of paper live on this podcast. A whole piece of paper for that call. A no. whole piece of paper, and then drink some tea. I mean, that might be a bit much. You don't. You're afraid <laughs> of tea. Are you afraid of tea? Uh, I, I don't like spilling the tea. Well, yeah, I love, I, I'll, I'll love try spilling. tea. I, I'll, I love spilling the tea, but I'll try tea just for you in that scenario. Tea and paper, buddy. Uh, that's, that's what, this is, this is, this is big. We're having a big show today. Yeah, we, we've done, uh, we've done some crazy things in this podcast. I remember the time back when I lived back in Wisconsin, when I dumped water on my head. I do. I do. Somehow that didn't completely take the show off to the level that we need, but I think it, it, it did help. And by the way, thank you to uh, one and all for checking out the baseball insiders. Uh, we love doing it. Bert's amazing. He's my hero. Uh, and always, we always got great stuff. It's so happy that we get to uh, actually talk baseball going forward here, buddy. Feels freaking sweet, Carm. Let me tell you, like Juju is at a billion right now. And, and let me just wrap up with this. Because you can see in the background here, the sun's out, even though it's going to be raining tomorrow in Chicago. Cubs opening day uh, is in question. It's going to be in the 40s if it does happen, and that sucks. I just said, don't sweat this this whole lockout thing. They'll be back. Don't worry about it. Bert was all nervous. And I'm like, who cares if they miss a week of um, – the season was supposed to start on March 31st when it's 22 degrees out. And baseball can't figure out that, like, Cubs and Brewers, by the way, opening up at Wrigley. Hello? That game should be in Milwaukee, they, where they have a retractable roof. This is not hard. Uh, the Tigers should not be opening up at home. So uh, it, been, it wouldn't have mattered to me if, if, the, if the lockout had lasted just a little bit longer and, and they would have started the season closer to May 1 uh, than when they do. But that's never changing. I get it. Um, and... I said that this this whole lockout thing would not matter whatsoever, that they lost no fans, 0.0% of fans uh, were affected by it, and I think that's where we're at here, Bert. Baseball is back. We've got pitcher and catcher communication to the next level. We've got the same standard uh, favorites that we always have, but there are some interesting stories out there. Small market Milwaukee. I guess it's the small market White Sox. That's so weird to me, but that that's but 
they kind well, of they now. yeah they kind of sort of are but yeah i'll tell you there's a lot of these like under the radar stories we're going to cover those karm we're going to end up being the only podcast who covers them so get your popcorn ready subscribe both to spotify apple and youtube um do us a favor so we can feed our families yep yep absolutely hey bert let's have oh. a great season buddy oh let's do it let's go fist bump right now let's go fist bump right now boom <laughs> 2022. Oh, <laughs> okay. That this one, is that what I got to do? Let's yeah. do it again. One, two, three. No, one, two, three. Also biceps looking good. Carl. Look at that. Base, baseball inside. Really? I'm, I'm wearing a hoodie. How can you even tell? Oh, no, I'm talking about me. Oh, boys are buzzing, baby. Yeah. Good, give give one more flex of the season. Let me see it. Let me see it. Oh, okay. Boys are buzzing. Look at yeah, Bert. Oh, fine boys. Oh, actually. So here's another fun fact that I teased before we started even recording this, this bad boy right here. Daily, this better oh. make some, some damn video here. Go ahead. Yes. Well, I did something for the first time in 26 years of life the other day. Okay. I bought my first pair of sunglasses. Do you happen to put on right now? Do you want me to go grab them? Yeah, go grab them. Then we're going to say goodbye. Go get your sunglasses. Let's. Right. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll hold down the fort here. I'm going to guess that they are black and shiny and absurd is my guess. Kind of like a actually, maybe maybe they uh, I'm thinking a thick frame that uh, just kind of looks like 1986-ish. But let's see. Here we go. I want to preface this real quick is like, I am not a sunglasses inside guy, but I'm just sliding them on just because I got to show up. Show them right. Off. You're, 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 you're not Michael Jordan uh, before. Oh my God. What yeah, are you, that, Tom? Is that Tom Cruise? It might, actually might be. You need to call me that from now on. The baseball insider is a Tom Cruise and Mark Carmen. That's not what I expected at all. I, sh- I should have gone with the, the, the thin frame and, and you look like a, you look, I mean, uh, <laughs> James Bond villain. Yeah, need Sean that. thinks you look like a James Bond villain. I, I was going to say you look like an FBI agent. Um, like I would not want, I would not want you walking up on me if I was uh, selling drugs illegally. That you, you're uh, not that I know anything about doing something like that back in the college days. Okay, well, I'm alerted my fellow FBI agents. So get ready, Carl. There we go. Hey Bert, <laughs> see you next week, buddy. See you next week, buddy. Hit Let's that go. subscribe button, please. I'm hungry. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. 
by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.